Um, so you guys can introduce yourself and go ahead and present. So the Ripple Initiative raises awareness for those with intellectual um, disabilities. All right. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much to Peer Helpers for having us. So we are at the Ripple Initiative, and while we've heard such great information shared um, over the course of tonight, we'd also like to bring a perspective as to how mental health affects those with intellectual and developmental disabilities. So uh, hi, I'm Caroline Mazur-Soraka. I'm one of our founders. And hi, I'm Rashika Jacoti. I'm the other founder, and we are so excited to be here tonight. And we've also had an amazing time listening to all these amazing perspectives as well. All right, so just to get started, let's look at the statistic over here. Um, autism or the autism spectrum disorder affects an estimated of one in 59 children in the United States. So it is an incredibly, I wouldn't say common, but it is more common than, we, than how we treat it as. Um, it affects a lot of individuals in the United States. Um, and thus it comes along with a lot of diagnoses that need to be made, whether that be um, in kind of a more general thing like a general diagnosis or in more of like a clinical setting so as we keep going we'll kind of look forward into what that looks like yeah but what is autism so autism was recently i guess brought it was given a more broad broader definition uh recently um it's now considered autism spectrum disorder in that it's a broad range of conditions characterized by challenges with uh social skills repetitive behaviors and speech and nonverbal communication and um although the cause is not completely uh certain we now know that it is the result of a combination of genetic and environmental factors um and the main reason why it is considered a spectrum disorder is mainly because you can have individuals who are diagnosed with autism but are high functioning in that they're still able to uh, carry out many human functions or m many uh, high functioning uh, human functions and autism is not something that really stops them from getting stuff done or getting or stopping them from their achievements in any such way um, at the same time you can have individuals who are lower functioning who may have a harder time uh, getting some basic need functions kind of done in that way so because of that it's a really broad disorder that you can't generalize in a single term which is why it was recently uh re-termed spectrum disorder so up here we have a quick video that are going to be going through um some of the uh the causes of autism and how it can be uh diagnosed and what we should be looking for when we are working with an individual with autism so carolyn go ahead and play it but now moving more towards um just a brief overview of some of the different types of mental health disorders so First, uh, we'll go through clinical depression. So 
First, this is feelings of intense sadness, helplessness, um, hopelessness, worthlessness, um, etc. that may last for many days to weeks. And some of the symptoms of clinical depression include, but are not limited to, a lack of energy, difficulty focusing, remembering details, and or making decisions, as well as having no interests or not feeling pre pre pleasure in various different activities, um, as well as overeating or not feeling hungry at times. And there's also physical symptoms that can arise, such as aches and pains, headaches, or um, digestive problems. And these do not go away with um, just physical remedies or treatments, and they prolong for extended periods of time. Relating specifically to those with autism, adults with autism are three times more likely to have depression and five times more likely to attempt suicide than the general population. So looking to the causes um, of these pretty alarming statistics, specifically some of the causes include feelings of isolation, mounting social anxiety, and bullying by peers. Um, here, if you look towards the graphic that's shown on the page, um, which is survey data that was collected from 56 post-secondary students with uh, that had received formal ASD diagnoses, um, you can see that many and like the grand majority had at least felt these three causes some of the time or often. Um, and the effects that result from these causes include um, impaired independence, as well as difficulty with receiving adequate therapy. Um, an example of this is chalk therapy, which typically is an effective um, solution for those that do not have autism spectrum disorder because um, they people, um, particularly such as students at our school that don't have ASD, um, they are able to communicate well with counselors and have discussions. Um, but this is an ineffective solution for those with ASD because they often struggle with social communication and feeling identification. Um, further, there's also complications with medications because prescribed antidepressants can disrupt autistic children's sleep um, and that elevates impulsiveness. So it's often difficult to be able to prescribe the same medications that other um, peers and students may have uh, be able to be prescribed um, when someone has autism. It's also important to mention that uh, autism spectrum disorder is a spectrum, of course. So um, it, treatments and medications that might not work, work, work well for the majority of individuals on the spectrum may end up working efficiently for those on the um, higher functioning end of the spectrum. So it's really important to uh, acknowledge that we really can't generalize uh, treatments or uh, coping mechanisms, me mechanisms by any means. Um, but looking forwards, if we look at the statistic on the screen, we see that roughly 40% of individuals with autism or on the autism spectrum have symptoms of at least one anxiety disorder at any time, compared to up to 15% in the general population. Um, and if we look towards what anxiety is on like in a general notion, it's essentially uh, a disorder that can cause distress that can keep you from carrying life on normally. Um, this is often characterized by feelings of panic, fear, restlessness. Um, individuals with anxiety um, tend to suffer from sleep problems, dry mouth, nausea. Um, and we see that uh, Biological differences in brain structure and, f and function um, in those on the autism spectrum 
also uh, their hit their their tendency to have a history of social difficulties and their tendency to have problems with having uh, with finding flexible responses to uh, apparent threats can contribute to a higher level of anxiety among individuals with autism. And um, what we tend to see is that many people on the autism spectrum have difficulty describing these symptoms that they experience. A large reason for that being um, the, the symptoms of autism of the, of individuals on the autism spectrum and of those who suffer from anxiety tend to overlap a lot so um it it, it tends to blur a lot into, as to to what extent is this just a side effect of your diagnosis with asd or is this another diagnosis of anxiety of a, of, a, of an anxiety disorder Yes, and moving on with um, OCD, which is um, when someone may experience upsetting repetitive thoughts and behaviors, um, we can see that parallel as well as those with um, OCD and those with autism, their OCD can be overlooked um, because it may be also mistaken for just general repetitive behavior that is often a characteristic of those with ASD. Of course, not everyone, as Rashika mentioned, because it isn't something that is generalized. Um, so this may leave people undiagnosed for long periods, periods of time or forever. Um, and OCD, it is important to note that there are two components to OCD, which is obsessions and compulsions. Um, so it's also varied. As well, um, while we did share a lot of informational information with you um, tonight and over the course of this presentation, we would also like to note how you how you and everyone watching can have an impact. Um, so the first is to not ignore an individual with ASD that you might see in the hall now that we're returning to hybrid or just in general over social media platforms or anything like that. Make an effort to be talkative, like warming like welcoming to others and say hello wave or even just smile um and this goes for students that you know and are aware that have asd um not that you self-diagnose but that you know have a formal diagnosis um or just any student in general because again you are not sure whether or not they have asd or are on the spectrum in any way um as well this also goes for during lunch or during any activities um, be as inclusive as you possibly can. Ask to join any other student um, because you want to make sure that they're feeling as if they're a part of the group to decrease those feelings of loneliness or isolation that we noted earlier that are causes of um, times clinical depression within those that have ASD. Um, further, reach out to a trusted adult if you notice any negative changes in behavior in a friend or loved one that you know has ASD and that you are especially familiar with. Um, this may not be as applicable to someone that you don't have a close relationship with because you're not able to see any, you're not able to really see changes because you don't know their typical behavior. But if you do know any particular friends or peers or just family members um, that are on the spectrum, make sure to be attentive to any changes that they have and definitely report them if you see something is off. And um, as well as we are called the ripple effect, it is your role to make a ripple. So every small action that you have contributes to a larger movement of change, whether it be that wave in the hallway or um, asking someone to be a part of your group. 
Just to add on really quickly there, Caroline. So Caroline talked about reaching out to a trusted adult if you notice any negative changes in behavior. And this cannot be more important, especially if you have a loved one or a close friend who is on the autism spectrum. Um, mainly the reason being, as we noted before, a lot of the symptoms of um, anxiety or clinical depression or OCD strongly overlap with those with with uh, traits that are characteristic of the of individuals on the autism spectrum, and because of that, a lot of conditions tend to go undiagnosed and untreated. Um, so, for that very reason, you you want to you you want to be ma making sure that you're providing that kind of environment and, that, and making an active effort so that if you notice a change of some sorts of, or if you notice that your friend or your loved one um, is having a harder time with things that they typically um, don't necessarily have a hard time with, uh, you, you can make an active effort to reach out and provide that kind of support system that all of us deserve to have. All right, thank you so much for uh, listening to us today and for giving us the space today to share our information and our thoughts. Um, about those with uh, intellectual and developmental disabilities and their struggles with uh, mental health disorders. And if you'd like to give us a follow at our social medias, that would be fantastic as well. Thank you so much.